ACAST.net Podcast Network. They come from the bowels of hell, guided by a master plan for complete domination of the earth. It arouses such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no refund. The Deliberations of Doom are back in the house with the second half of our streaming episode. We've got four more movies to talk about. I'm super excited to talk about these films, some more than others, but some a lot excited because our job at Deliberations of Doom is to tell you guys about what stuff that's out there that maybe you haven't heard of you should be super excited to watch. And this week we have some things that uh, some of which you should be super excited to watch. I'm Chris. Patience. Russell. Rob. <laughs> And uh, first off, let me just say, uh, we are supported entirely by subscriber-level donations, if you will. Uh, Like, donations, period, because some people actually do straight up just donate money on the site. Some people choose to be a subscriber. There's a $2, $5, $10, $25 a month subscription level where you get lots of bonus stuff that's on there. Lots of podcasts, videos, pictures, hidden stuff, lots of fun shit, but the ultimate goal there is that none of this happens. Deliberations of Doom doesn't happen without you subscribers. Thank you so much if you already are one, and if you're not, please consider being one. All that being said, let's go into the podcast. If you listened to our previous first half of this, we covered the movies Oculus, Ruin Me, Dead Shack, and Mom and Dad. This week, We've got four more to talk about, uh, and I see no reason for us not to jump right in with the uh, first real film. Real quick, just wanted to say, spoiler-heavy uh, podcast, yes. so if you want to watch the movies and not have them spoiled, then you should check them out and come back and listen to our reviews. I, yeah, I think this is the, the type of show that we're encouraging you to give these things a shot and, and watch and review along with us. We would love to hear your comments. As well, like, oh, are you wrong? Are these guys are totally wrong. Or these guys are totally right. Or thank you so much for turning me onto this movie I wouldn't have known about otherwise. Uh, our first film that we're going to talk about is Tragedy Girls, which I would strongly say patience is the reason we're talking oh about Oh my this gosh. Film. I could not stop talking about this film. Uh, we saw it at Fantastic Fest last year, 2017, and I would not, was it? Or was I it? I think it was. I was it. Or no, South by. No, it was TIFF. Was it? No. Oh, was it TIFF? I think. Oh God, stupid, bu- stupid festivals. movie festivals. I think it was TIFF. All right. But I would not shut up about this movie, no, and you I have been trying to get everyone to watch this movie, and the Summers Brothers. In particular, we're like, well, I guess maybe, uh, and then you know, and you you're like, have you met the summer? Uh, yeah, there's if like they had never seen you know that my role in this little yeah. uh, passion play. Uh, I would agree with that. If they, if they had never seen, say, Heat, you, they would have been like, uh, oh, I don't know, that's, maybe. That's a low I blow. Know. Anyway, uh, I I think this is a very low blow. But the, uh, actual um, go for it, Russ. Summarizations. Uh, this is uh, partly from the INDB. Two death-obsessed teenage girls use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. Right. See, here's the thing. I just thought you guys were going to hate this movie, and then when you texted me that you liked it, I was so fucking happy. 
happy. Yeah. Well, let's start with your freaking review then, patience. Oh, me? Well, because I've been pushing for this yeah, shit no. forever. Yeah, our, our, our own Negasonic middle-aged war. I was, <laughs> was going to say, one of the stars is Negasonic Teenage Warhead from Deadpool, and she's absolutely fantastic at this movie. This is one of those, yeah, like... E- thank you. Uh, this is kind of a meta-horror in a lot of ways, but it's more like... I don't... If this Is this a new genre? Social media meta-horror? Sure. Is, I mean, this is like breaking a lot of the, the walls, as or especially like fourth walls, uh, as far as horror goes. Um, it's these two girls. They are... Just horror fiends, not unlike myself when I was not in high school because I didn't actually go to high school because that's for chumps. Um, that's a whole other story we want to hear someday. But, <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, it's the Patience Podcast. Fair enough. Uh, and, and so it's, they're like, they're, they're just these. I love the fact that there's two girls, they love horror. It, they're representing horror in everything having to do with their lives. They, you look at their bedrooms. It's horror movie posters. It's they're surrounded by it and they love it. And I feel like this is something that is just now emerging for females, uh, female horror lovers in particular, because this is not uh, something that we had a lot of back in the eighties and nineties. Like if you liked horror as a female back in the eighties and nineties, you were like a weirdo. You were you, a rare breed. Yeah. Uh, well, you were ostracized. Yeah. You're, you were like one of those weird a lot people. Of misunderstanding about what was happening with horror in terms of female aspect. Absolutely. Certainly not all horror was female, friendly. female empowerment, yeah. uh, you know, and this is definitely a female empowerment movie. They do end up kid, uh, spoiler heavy, end up kidnapping, um, this serial killer and kind of bending him to their will as far as teaching them how to become serial killers. Or at least trying to. Yeah. In a, in a way. And I just not terribly successful at that, but not super successful, but I absolutely loved this movie. I loved everything about being a female, loving horror, not to the point where I'm actually going to kill anybody. Uh huh. Dot, 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 yet. I think we all know it's only a matter of yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, this movie is fantastic in every single way. And if you're not watching it you and you're listening to this, then. I don't have anything to say to you. Wow. An incredibly uh, positive review from Patience. Yeah, and she's just like, I love it. I don't have a lot of specific things to say about it other than fuck you if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and just, I yeah. I to say something about uh, uh, the Patience, um, will she or won't she kill someone? If somebody was like, you know, Patience was it turned out to be a serial killer, and they were like, we had no idea. I wouldn't be one of those people. Okay. I would be like, yes. We knew all along that's that that was, was probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I when the but, FBI was coming in and talking to uh, talking to us. We're like, they'd be like, "How did you not?" Know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> However, I just want to do this disclaimer: I would never kill Chris, the Summers brothers, Shotlos, or Phil. Everyone else is like fair game. And the cats. And the cats. Oh yeah, yeah. I would never kill him. Yeah. I would never kill any cats. Even then, much like the characters in this film, like. 
It doesn't feel like they're totally committed to anyone being safe. That's true. It's kind of situational at the moment. Jax, what did you think? All right, so I I saw this when she did originally, and I was not as crazy about it as her. And part of the reason is is that both these actresses, Brianna Hildebrand and uh, um, Alexander Shipp, who are admittedly tremendously emotive and fun actresses to watch on screen, are playing... They are just sociopaths. Neither one of them is likable in any real world sort of sense. I disagree. Hold on. They're just villains straight up. They're bad people. And I I had trouble getting into it because I'm like, am I supposed to be rooting for them? I mean, they killed Josh Hutcherson. I love Josh Hutcherson, (laughs) who, by the way, has one of the best death scenes in this movie maybe ever. I... I didn't know that Chris was fangirling out for Josh. <laughs> oh, I'm totally a Josh Hutcherson fan. <laughs> right, yeah. so go ahead. So, but I'm, this is the film that I even said at the time. I need to see it again because I feel like I had different expectations. And having seen it again, I genuinely enjoyed this. Thank film. you. And I'm pretty sure I'm like, you need to watch this movie but, again. But and you were right. Saying that you quote unquote enjoyed it more. Do you feel that also you kind of got it more? You sort of saw what it was going for? I feel like I always saw what it was going for, but I had trouble getting with it. Because this is comedy horror. It's comedy meta horror. And I just... There's nobody I was identifying with at all the first time and going into it going, okay, it's not that type of film. Because even most comedy meta horror has at least one primary character. You're like, oh, this is the person I sympathize with. This is going with a more of a... I think the only thing I can compare it to is, like, Heathers. I was going to say that. I was like, this is very Heathers, but, like, meta-horror. But from the female point of view, instead of, in turn like, Heathers, which obviously is problematic as shit in terms of... I mean, Heathers is more Mean Girls, but this is more, like, I don't know. Uh, Amazing choice with Kevin Durand playing the serial killer, who I've often thought is one of those character actors who is... Like, so strong. Every time I see him in anything, I'm like, oh, it's Durant. He's going to knock it out of the park. And he always does. And he does here as well. He's, it's a funny idea. These girls capture a, <laughs> a, a psychopath who is so fucking frustrated. The fact that two of his normal victims are the ones who captured him. And they're like, dude, it's fine. Just tell us how to do what you do. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's a funny scenario that that's happening at all. And I kind of, if anything, wish that maybe they had gone more with like a thing of him going, him playing along of going, yeah. okay. Because that's not really what the movie ends up being about. Yeah. No, no, it teases that that's what's going to be. But I, I really did want, even the second time, I was like, I would have loved to have seen that where he was yeah. like, okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to play along here, but they are determined to show him as probably more realistically, admittedly, as yeah, he's a raving lunatic, and there's nothing you can do. What would you do if you tied up Michael Myers? He would never ever help you. He would never go. Okay, sure, I'll tell you how to be a serial killer, and that's kind of the way they're going through. This is very social media analysis type stuff, like the, this whole a very sort of like. And that was another thing that bugged me was when I initially saw it was the sort of like, oh, everyone on social media is shallow and it's ridiculous and you're just trying to get followers and you're all psychopaths. And I was like, all right, whatever. As someone who does this for a living, like, yeah, okay. Thank you, Grandpa. Um, but it it's not quite like that. It, 
it has a lot of fun with what's going on here. It, is a, it, it has a lot of very strong side characters and some really entertaining as hell kills. Um, I also wish they had done more with Craig Robinson, who is yeah. great I in mean, this. Of course, yeah. I mean, come on, it's Craig Robinson. He's always really good. I'm I'm still the guy who's going to be like waving a flag for his show he had with uh, what's his name, Adam. Uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Scott. Yeah, yeah the, that show he had where they were paranormal investigators, which was. Ended up being a really fun show and got canceled before it really got a chance. They're such a great team. Here he's really good and gets a great death scene. But I'm like, I kind of would have liked to have seen more. But everybody here really steps up their game in a big way. Like I said, Alexander Ship and Brianna Heldebrand are so iconic. It's hard to take your eyes off either one of them. They're just fun serial killers. Um I'm glad on a rewatch that you liked it better than the first time. Yeah, I I did. I think at the end I still went... I still feel like this film had a lot of unrealized potential of things that would have made it that much better. And I feel like the end was kind of like, okay, we didn't really know how to end this, but this is what we're doing with it. And it's fine. Just kind of wanted something else. I mean, the very end, the like epilogue. Um, But overall, yeah, I had a good time with it. Summers? Uh, I was not familiar with this movie at all. Uh, I, it's weird. I hit, it just slipped under my radar completely. So patients kept bringing it up, and I was, I was like, "All right." I mean, you know. I, I mean, I was nagging. I was. Yeah, nagging. you would well, come up, and, and you know, usually, I mean, I felt that way about like the monster. So if it's going to be that way, I'm going to be. I, if somebody here is enthusiastic about a movie, I do want to see it. Um. Uh. I thought this was one of the best movies that we watched for the whole streaming thing. Like, I thought it was, you know, it's really well made. It's, you know, it's very clever. It's always entertaining. It's very funny. Um, it, you know, it has some unexpected moments. I think it gets uh, its themes and stuff. So, I overall was, I mean, I think this is a really strong recommend for me. I, I agree with Chris, though. I think in the end, I was left a little bit like, oh, okay, that's kind of it. Like, it, it did, Climax didn't feel particularly insightful or more importantly, more sort of satisfying in the way that something like say Shaun of the Dead does where you're just like, mm-hmm. or even, even Cabin in the Woods in the way that Cabin in the Woods is just like this apocalyptic ending. And I think you want something big. They, they have a good idea for what their girls are going to do that they're going to kill everybody, which is a pretty neat idea. But I don't always think I understood what their plan was. You know, it's like, let's just get famous by being sad about, you know, these deaths and they need a serial killer for that. Whereas it would have been more interesting if they were sort of, you know, Oh wow, we're fighting serial killers. But, um, overall the, you know, the actors are great. Uh, the movie is not afraid to go there. The girls are incredibly amoral and sociopathic, which, um, the movie handles really well. It never loses you, even though you're like, Oh shit, you're just going to like kill. Like he said, like Josh Hutcherson. And I was like, He's, like, not a bad guy, and they're just going to, yeah, just do it. But he has that great line where he's like, I'm glad if I had to die, it was you. Yeah. Which is so funny in, in like, context of everything we know about him and his relationship with that girl. Yeah, it's like, it's the, really funny. Him is the, like, cool guy in school who's like, the girls are kind of like, that was great. Um, Even dying, he's cool. Yeah, he's kind of cool. <laughs> it's, it's also kind of an act, which is also great. Um the movie is really smart. I can't wait to see what that director does. Um, yeah. I'll check out pretty much every movie that they and the writers as well. So um, overall, uh, this is a strong recommend for me. Um, I'll put it up there with the best movies that we watched, like Oculus and stuff. So uh, especially if you're looking for something like this. And I think 
most people, most horror fans are looking for something like this. It's smart, it's funny, that deconstructs while it does the genre as well. So, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a good one. Patience, great, great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll start with uh, Patience once again because, you know, she wouldn't stop mentioning this both uh, sort of on and off the air. And uh, honestly, I'm <laughs> mad at her for not pushing us more to watch Aww, the movie. Oh, snap. I really, I dug it. I, I think I... You fucked up, Patience. Well, I, I think I thought it was going to be a different movie than it was. And so when it ended up being the kind of movie that it was, I was... Very pleasantly uh, surprised um, and excited. It's you know it's incredibly well made. It's it's really funny. I, I really like the leads. Um, you know I, I I gotta say I'm sort of tired of this you know this overused trope with the you know the effectless teenage girl who never looks up from her phone. And this I, I feel like it navigated that cliche. Like it, this that really wasn't what this movie was. It was about. very self aware of that cliche and had fun with it in a way we haven't seen before. Right. Um and and so and it doesn't judge the girls, which I think was great because um my I, I had uh, my friend once said to me, um I know you're going to like this movie because it has kind of a dark heart to it. And and the characters have a dark heart. And these girls had that, and that was really great for me. You know, I I liked that they were immoral, as, as Rob said. I, I liked that they were bad, and at the end, that they, they got away with it. I, I just thought that was great. And I, I actually found the ending very satisfied, whether or not it, it leads to a sequel, which I would love to see. But just the idea that, that they were just going to keep doing this, that they were going to college and it was a whole new level of doing this horrible stuff. I, I love that. Um, I, and I, I loved Josh Hutcherson. He was in on the joke. And, and I thought, you know, he was really funny. His theme music was really funny. How they got rid of him was really funny. I, I just, I love that they played with, with that uh, cliche. Uh, the sound design was great. Um, you know, this is a movie I feel like deserved a bigger audience. I'm, I'm somewhat surprised it didn't get, uh, more, uh, like a major distribution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't get the Netflix. It, it just, it needed more and I, I thought it was really great. So anyways, uh, yeah, Trashy Girls was, was great and I'm really, I'm really excited we reviewed it. So, yeah. And you know what? I will say it's a Christmas point joke about Craig Robinson. It's awesome. He's in the movie. I almost wish he was the sheriff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's like act out of it. Just so we get more of him. But, anyways, yeah, still, still kick ass like so. Our next film is Cold Hell. This is one of those ones that we were all kind of like trying to fill in the gaps. And I was like, oh, this is on Shutter. It's a Shutter original, which isn't to say they produced it. Exclusive. They picked it up, an exclusive that sounded really interesting. I was reading reviews about it going, Oh, it's kind of like action horror. And the director's won an Oscar. And then the, it's the yeah. same director that that did Deadfall, which I absolutely loved. With a, I believe it's a, one of the Olivias who did the Inheritors, which was really good. Who did the Counterfeiters, which was really good. But none of those were horror films. This is definitely a not straight up horror film. It's more of a sort of like giallo action hybrid movie. Yeah. You know, it, it, it felt like a little off-brand for us, but what the hell? Uh, yeah. I actually had problems with this movie as as a female. Oh, wait, let's uh, do it. Let me get up. Oh, okay. the, summer, summer, the summarizations. 
Keep your you feminist the rhetoric to yourself. Uh, Just you kidding. The last I haven't done one. I haven't done one. I've only done one. So I'll do this one. Okay. Hand me the list. It's okay. We'll we'll cut that. We'll cut this part out, and no one will know. Editing, not my strong point. Um, Cold hell is on here somewhere in Vienna. A young Turkish taxi driver witnesses a serial killer murdering a prostitute. When the killer begins to target her, she must stop him herself. Now, what this doesn't say is that said uh, a badass, super badass taxi driver is like really into like uh, kickboxing type fighting and is so good. It's Muay Thai. Muay Thai, who is so good, but so incapable of controlling her own anger that she's kicked out of her own gym for just brutalizing the fuck out of a dude in a fight because she just kicked his ass all over the place. She's she's kind of a badass. And I will say this speaks to my thing I've been saying for a while that goes way back to that Chuck Norris film where he fights like a Michael Myers like uh, uh, analog. Do you remember the one I'm talking about? The hero and the terror. <laughs> I want to see a straight up badass martial arts movie with a guys like Iko Uwe takes on an army of vampires type shit. I want to see that movie. Lots of martial arts badass. But well, what did you think of this movie? What did I think of this movie? Um I think this movie despite not a super long running time feels a little long to I be agree. sure. Um it's really well shot. I think the lead actress here is kind of wonderful in a way that reminds me of, uh, oh my God, what is her name from Fast and the Furious? Uh, movie? Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, when she was in her first, that boxing movie that she was in. Oh, uh, Girl Fight. Girl Fight, yeah. where you were like, wow, you've got that sort of like sullen, brutal, but very human like aspect. That, like, I'm very interested. I want to know more about you. That, that simmering anger. She's got that here that's really, really cool. Uh, Violetta Sherwell. I don't know how to pronounce it. Please forgive us. A bunch of consonants there that are are But she's one of those people. Like her own friends don't and family don't really like her because she's dealing with so much anger, which is slowly explored more as the film goes on. But she sees this killer, which is kind of a generic. It feels like kind of a generic horror movie killer that's out of place with everything else that's going on. It's a character film. It's a character drama. And suddenly there's this very methodical, like, I have a system serial killer in the apartment across from her. And you're like, are you, is this a tie-in to another series? (laughs) That's what it felt like. It's like, is this going to come back? Because there's a long portion where it doesn't, where it's like, okay, that happened. And now on to this other story. But I, what I really liked is this, when it finally goes into like about halfway to the second act, the really kind of douchebag cop she's dealing with, uh, ends up being all too human. And I like the way they really explore their relationship as they sort of form this connection and how that goes. The second half of this film is so much stronger than the first half for me. Uh, I, that's, it took a while for me to go like, uh, I was like, okay, this thing, how long is this going to be? But once it gets past that point where they're like, they form that, they're kind of like staying together and they have a real connection, both romantic and, and, and emotional. Uh, I really started getting into this. I liked the second half of this film quite a bit. It just takes a little too long to get there. 
I, I do love all the stuff where it's like once the killer's involved, she's kicking this killer's ass. You know, she's like, like the killer's like, oh, I'm a fucking psycho killer, not ready for a fucking Muay Thai chick who's going to be like, bang, elbow him in the face. And he's like, wait, the, what the fuck? That's not how it's supposed to go. And there's a lot of, like, you. there's a lot of stuff in this movie that has to do with uh, not just assuming women are going to be weak and passive and dealing with one who isn't. And I think even that from the va- the viewpoint of her own, own family, who's like, no, you're not supposed to be this person. This isn't, that's not healthy to be this person that you are. I'm not ultimately sure what this movie's conclusion was on those aspects, but it certainly is raising some interesting questions. And by the end, I think I did enjoy it. It just, like I said, stretched out a bit longer than it, it needed to. See, I actually uh, disagree with you 100%. I don't think this is a female empowering movie at all. I think this is the complete opposite. Because all I saw was a bunch of double stand- standards. Like, uh, at one point, she, I mean, she's like a Muay Thai amazing, you know, kick butt champion. But the guy plays dirty and they let it pass. But when she plays dirty, then she gets kicked out of her gym, you know, and oh, and then everyone gets mad at her. I would know? argue that that was like intentionally empathized. I don't, to but say I mean, I that's thought bullshit. Well, I thought that was a reoccurring theme. It's just like it's. I mean, every single time she comes across a barrier, the guy is okay, but. She's not, and I don't necessarily think that that's an empowering thing for females. Like, females are supposed to be able to overcome these obstacles without having to prove themselves, and she has to prove herself every single minute where the guys get away with with all of the bad behavior, she's not allowed to get away with the bad behavior I mean, I because she's that's a girl. Entirely the point of the movie. But then to she make. gets punished for it. It's not like she gets like to like become a better person for it. It's not like they realize, oh yeah, you're a female, you're doing the same thing. It's okay. No, she gets punished for it. That that doesn't make it a good movie as far as female empowerment goes. So I did not like that at all. Um, I thought it was really, really annoying. The other thing that I had a problem with is that she's, it's like, she has a very specific set of skills. You know, she can drive, she can do Muay Thai, and she can not talk. So this is basically like... <laughs> That's a skill? Yeah, I mean... In this movie. This I is not th- I mean, what is this, Norwegian? Is this Norwegian or... I don't know. This is basically the female Norwegian version of Taken, um, without, or German, is that what it is? Okay, so she drives. Austrian. Austrian. Well, we were, like, we were in the same kind of general region of East Europe. Sorry. German, Austrian. Do we have a lot of Eastern European? (laughs) So anyways. Anyway, so I just felt like she, okay, she doesn't talk a lot, which normally I'm okay with. I actually like movies, and I've said this on numer- numerous occasions, where if you're going to like be an action star and you don't talk a lot, I'm probably going to like the movie. In this case, this was not for me. Like, I just, she doesn't, she has very little lines, which is fine. She She's not a good face actor. 
um, which you have to do one or the other. You have to be a line actor or a face actor. She she has none of these they qualities. Yeah, and I just, I just felt like there, there were so many inconsistencies to the plot that I just like what? Well, for example, she's turned on by his him. Okay, the cop. She all of a sudden hooks up with the cop, and then the cop is cleaning up his Alzheimer's dad's poop, and she gets turned on by it. That's not exactly. The, that's the, not the, really exactly. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. She sees that he cares for this person. It really? She, she grows to be attracted. Yeah, she to saw him. an empathic side of him that she didn't see before. Like she okay, never saw that. Okay, but side like cleaning up my dad's poop is not gonna like make me want to fuck you. Oh. <laughs> um, Noted. Noted. Uh, the, my, you know, the biggest problem. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest. Which is your dad? Your dad's dead, right? Yes. Well, that's okay. A now we're gonna. Okay, <laughs> summer's broken. Okay, so cut. is my dad. It's we're gonna. We're gonna. There, we guess we're okay, gonna so go cut. On. Cut that out. Um, no. But I think my biggest problem was that. Um, there's just the way that she's treated. Like, whenever she sticks up for herself, she's called a crazy bitch. And they're like, oh, and even like the cops who are supposed to be her friends are calling her the crazy bitch. And I just felt this was like a really, like, female derogatory movie. I did not, I did not think it was like empowering at all. I thought it was the opposite. Okay. I, I I mean I know it was meant to be, but it I did not get you the didn't empowerment. Get in that task I do. Actually, trying to. Do. Thank you, Russ. That's exactly what I meant to right. say. Well, Thank you. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I, huh? yeah huh? But I mean, good points. I I personally I found the movie. Uh, I mean, it was I thought it was a little more nuanced, particularly than a lot of the movies that we normally watch on here. Um, it was more of a character study with a serial killer sort of in the middle of it. Um, everyone was kind of sad. They had stuff to carry. I mean, it's a dark fucking movie. Uh, it is exceptionally produced and directed on a, a really impressive level. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I kind of understand what, what Patience is talking about. I, I, the, the character was... I, I found the character interesting. I, I wasn't quite prepared for her. I did feel at times she was off-putting, but that felt intentional, and so I kind of went with it. Um, She's very shallow. She she is. I mean, I think there is a sense that there isn't necessarily a lot to that character, probably because, she, at least as far as the movie's concerned, she's supposed to be tough and kind of has to make her way. Obviously, she has... Some deep problems with, I, and that's family. a thing, and that's perfectly that's perfectly stated. She has deep problems, and she's supposed to have this depth, but I did not see that depth at all. I found her to be incredibly shallow. But but don't you think, in, in a way, like there there really kind of wasn't more to her? No, I feel like this is a man writing a role for a woman. I, and this is what a man thinks a woman thinks about a, or what a woman should be like in her situation. And that's not at all what I felt like okay. was, was realistic. That's a fair critique. Um, did you, did you think the cop was interesting? I did like the cop and I did like his relationship with his father. Yeah. I, I thought the cop, 
I, particularly the fact that he ended up being an interesting character was was great because they they you know that's that's good writing. They set him up one way, he ends up being another way. I, I thought that was great. Um, uh, you know, I, I would say where the the movie let me down particularly was the killer. Um, they they did some interesting stuff with the killer. He's a very good nemesis uh, for her, but there there wasn't too much more than that. I mean, he's sort of like he's he's kind of evil. He gives kind of a little bit of an evil speech at the end. It's it's uh, but I it didn't really it didn't totally work for me. But the the movie worked overall. So so I liked uh, that you know his relationship. Or his sort of, you know, nemesis relationship with the main. And I, and I don't want to inter- interrupt you again, Russ, but Please I do. Uh, and this just occurred to me right now: is the whole uh, part about the 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 racism against immigrants. I thought was very important in this movie because she's Turkish, and they're very like racist against her and her family is being Muslim is racist against her because she like left you know the Islam and then the serial killer ultimately becomes like it's it's a religious you know cult spoiler alert cult killing because he is you know Muslim and I felt like that was really important to our day and age not as far as like we should you know be like you know, racist against Muslims, but like how we need to be better as far as like not judging people for their religions. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. I guess see what you're saying. Do you see of. what I'm saying? I mean, those a things bit. were aspects of the film to be yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, um, but like, sorry. Oh no, that's okay. Sorry. I mean, I, I just they they set around here. Fire, take the talking sword, which I thought was. I think it was kind a punch. Of a little bit of a. Uh, whoa! I didn't expect that. Uh, like I said, the film was unafraid to go to some dark places, um, and sometimes that was a little tough to take. Uh, there was uh, a like it was just hard to watch. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, particularly that moment when they did. I mean, it was shocking in a in a in a cinematic way. It was really exciting because it upped the stakes, but it was it was tough to watch. Um, mm. But and I have to say, I don't know that the final Danny Mom worked. Um, with the, it, it's it's good and it, it's kind of a fitting end for the killer, but it was also um, really abrupt. Um, but anyways, overall, I you know I thought the movie was really well made and, and it, it's more of a thriller than a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't think it was horror at all. Yeah, yeah. but but I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, the, much like uh, aforementioned Chuck Norris film, it, it's it's a thriller that has a serial killer in it. Yeah, uh, I think that. Giallo is like a really good description. I don't think that had occurred to me. Uh, this is uh, impressive in the fact that this is like this is definitely a real movie made by a real director. Like I was genuinely impressed by the filmmaking and the performances. Like you can see why this guy's probably won an Oscar, and he's applying it to this more. Um, the Counterfeiters is amazing, right? So he's obviously really talented. Uh, I like the excuse me. I like the lead character. Um, I think that she is um, unusual. We don't always see a female lead like this. Uh, but I do think that... I think the film had some really impressive moments. I think the, the fight in the lab 
was really cool, like where they fight in the cab and the, the killer's in the back seat and they have like a car chase while they're... But that was an amazing scene. It's a stunning and sequence. And the train sequence was really good. Right, where she's chasing the killer on the train and trying to beat him and everybody's gonna... I mean, like, that stuff was great. She's moody. Right. She yeah, is moody, that yeah, is she's true. she's a little moody. She, she's definitely a little cranky throughout the movie, with good reason. It seems that once we find out more about her, that she'd come from this abusive home and... Um, that's why her sister's probably, you know, a, a bit of a mess as well. Uh, you, you do see that she comes from a, a difficult background. So I, I, I thought that helped. I wish, I think the movie misses this opportunity because while everything is motivated by her inadvertently seeing the serial killer, and admittedly a really neat scene, um, it, you know, that motivates a lot of things, but it is interesting when she has to go get her sister's kid and then they have to figure out where to sleep and and while all that does pay off in a suspenseful way they are setting up dominoes to be knocked over later it's a little tedious I, I think the movie also missed the opportunity to be cat and mouse with the serial killer and I think that that was too bad I agree with that totally if, if anything it, it almost self-consciously tries to not be that right it's, it's, it almost becomes this you know you know uh you know, Fashbender film about like you know, you know her her experience and stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, I'm not. It's like Drive <laughs> with a Chick. I, I don't think Drive so. with a Chick. Drive, but but okay. Um, sure. I do think that uh, the ending, like Russ said, where like you know he sets her on fire and, and you know she's trapped there, was was pretty suspenseful. <laughs> and, the, and the cops trying to get there. I think. She puts the bad guy in the cab at the end and then backs into a wall. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense in the sense that I think that that's where the movie steps those things where you're like, why would she do that? Like, like she's not like she's not going to get away with that. Like they're going to know that she deliberately took to put this guy in the back of the cab. And right. Him. So things like that. But I felt um, like it dealt with that to some degree. Right. Oh. It, it felt like it, it felt like a hat on a hat. And so there's the movie has problems like that. I certainly felt like for a short movie. It has a really big, neat intro. It's a tight 91 minutes. But it still drags in the middle there where she's, you know, she goes and hangs out with her sister at her sister's house and then she tries to go to her ex-boyfriend's That's house. That's true. That stuff was kind of a snooze. Um, it's not badly handled. It's not badly acted. But for a movie about a serial killer... not badly shot. Right. But I think, like, focusing on her and her problems um, with the serial killer was... was a good spine for the movie that the movie loses for a little bit to pursue these other threads. And but, it's certainly a good, like, foreign movie. I mean, in, in the horror genre. Not, yeah, for if you're looking for a thriller or whatever, I certainly, I think this one, your mileage may vary slightly on your patience because I think that how much, that, <laughs> um, how much you care about the character and what she's going through is uh, a factor. But, yeah. Overall, I, I, I appreciated it more than I liked it. I certainly thought the uh, the scenes where it is exciting were were genuinely exciting. It's a reasonably solid Shutter discovery. Yeah, one of those uh, Shutter than average movie period. But I think that it, it's just not as good as you know Shutter Shutter experimenting with like thrill like genre films from around the world, which I appreciate. Where you're like, oh, this is better than a. A shit ton of American shit on That's Netflix true. or Hulu That's or true. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think this is probably better than you know something stupid. I just, I'm just sick of like, let's save the man from the crazy bitch genre. Like that pisses me the fuck off. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So our next film is still Born. slash bored. Oh, I yes. think that's mine. Right? Yeah, you, you've got okay. it. You're, you're the one. My summer'sization. Yeah, do it. Um, 
a bunch of boring stuff happens. The end. No, come on, read the thing. That's what it says. Are you serious? <laughs> Give me that. Okay, but then it says a bunch of story. A bunch of boring stuff happens. The end. No, seriously. Um, a new mom tries to convince her husband and everyone else that their baby is under attack from malevolent supernatural forces. Good job, Russ. So uh, I think like the summers, the summersization, the fact that Summers Brothers wrote that already tells you in advance how they felt about this film. They did not like this. They did not care for this. Uh, And this is a, a, was this Netflix? No, this was, this was Shudder. Sorry, Shudder, but you can't. You can't be batting a thousand. Yeah. Um, I didn't dislike this as much as you guys did, but I do think this is one of the Chris weakest. Chris was like watching, he's like, oh, this is like that House on Pine Street movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> House on Pine Street is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, he loves that never that fucking that movie. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I will die on that uh, hill. I, I see you, the House on Pine Street, and I raise you Ghost Rider. I will take the Pepsi Challenge with that fucking Pine House movie anytime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is... Uh, wait, no, wait, it's going back. You guys got to start this one, I'm sorry. Okay. Second two films, uh, so... This movie I was pretty excited about. I watched the trailer. Uh, we did some tweeting with Shudder, and they actually recommended it. And with good reason, I saw why, you know, they kind of dug it or whatever as an indie horror movie. But uh, I didn't like this movie at all. Russ and I, I think we watched this over a period of nights, like on vacation... And uh, it was a struggle to get through. Usually I'm like, oh, shit, watch a movie? This is great. And this one I just dreaded going back to. I had to answer 80 texts over the length (laughs) of watching this film. Really? So I could... No, I'm I'm, I'm picturing you guys. Uh, Well, they were probably more entertaining than the movie. The movie is... um, Patience's description, uh, the, the synopsis, that's basically all there is. Like... I, you can tell they had a setting. It, it's not poorly shot, but it, the lead is not great. Um, usually, I'm, I'm I'm pretty forgiving, but she's not. Well, Christy good. Burke. Unfortunately, she's just not to task. I don't know if she's misdirected or miscast, but she's a pretty. Un- but she was lead. in the Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm what? Sure she's like one of the <laughs> friends or something. She's not great in the movie. I don't really think any any actor in this movie is a standout at all. Um, Except You're, Michael Ironside. Oh, I love Michael Ironside. Yeah. Okay, well, our love for Michael Ironside is not diminished, but it isn't enhanced by this movie. No, but I agree. Um, I agree. He, he's obviously, he's there for like a day. He is like a pretty nothing character who says a bunch of nothing stuff. Um, my big thing was, there's no, and this is my, my big thing with these fucking things, there's no there there. Like, the, the things that are happening to her because of the baby have no center. They aren't based around anything. So it's like, you know, it's all arbitrary nonsense. Well, the window breaks, or she hears something, or there appears uh, a figure, but none of it is consistent in a way that leads to a, a revelation about what's happening. You watch something like Candyman, it all builds to something. This is nonsense. And um, it just felt like they had the premise of her in the house, because that's what they need to make the movie as well. She's in the house, she had a baby, what's going to happen? And so they have to just keep coming up with fucking incidents for her to engage with. And so they're arbitrary, because that's all there is to it. Um, 
but it worked on the house in Pine Street. <laughs> Why are uh, we still talking you know, about that? Just, you know, you like, guys are in the minority on that one. I just want to throw that out true, again. Uh, I mean, it's like in the eighties on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just saying. Ross uh, and Rob all agree, but not you. Okay. I think we're in the majority. So, yeah, on this part. Can we turn this back in? in oh yeah. Yes, I would love for so, us never to mention that. There's this that thing where, like. Um, you know, uh, she turns into like a fifties housewife all of a sudden. Yes. What the fuck? It's so stupid. I can. I mean, I am prepared for a restaurant right now. Uh, T then, trademarked. And then she's like, you know, she's yelling at the baby to shut the fuck up, and she's doing a bath, and the monster can throw her off the balcony. Her reality is different from actual reality. Like, none of this is consistent. It's super exhausting. I for an eighty nine ninety minute movie, like could not wait for it to be over out of pure tedium. Like, there's just nothing going on, and it builds to an ending that you see coming a mile away. Um, it, yeah, this movie is probably one, is maybe the, the least of the movies that we watched. Can wow. I, um, can I get some background music right now, please? I uh, would just like to prepare our audience right now for our trademark marked Deliberations of Doom Russ Rant. Go. Wow, you built it up. Yeah, God, I know. I was out of. You gotta just let the rant happen. Boom. Alright, alright, alright. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start my rant. First of all, uh, yeah, y'all, y'all, please, um, y'all, please. You know what I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna say something nice about this fucking movie. <laughs> um, the first jump scare was pretty effective. It was. Moving on. Wait, are you talking about the, you talking about the one where the video monitor, where there was the the yeah, the first. Time they ended up being totally fake. Like where it was like, oh, that was just crossing it, out. I gotta say, thing. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was where not, it was like, I oh, was not I was like, oh, that was just a cross signal from the neighbor was, one, but it was creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. I, it worked for me. That was the only scare that really got me. Um, you know. Oh, he's he's got we squinty eyes. He's got ideas. squinty eyes. Oh my god! I thought we just agreed not to talk about I that. I can barely write my notes on this. Russ um, has squinty was, eyes, which means he's chore. going full Russ rant. It was a chore to get through. Um, my favorite was when we were watching the movie, and and the movie kind of stuttered for a second, and Rob looked over and he goes, "Oh man," as if it wasn't going slow enough. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, you had to wait for the, the Netflix yeah, to get, or Shutter to catch up. Uh, the main character is petulant and unpleasant. I mean, the the 50s housewife thing, like, I just, I, I kept waiting for this movie to make sense or be interesting or be funny or, you know, like I said, it had a decent scare. I want to say I genuinely thought the, the, the monster, when it showed up, was okay. <laughs> There's so weird... Halloween party at the end. Oh god! And it's and she shows up and like she that walks. is is weird. It's weird. It's a weird moment, and she shows up in the middle of it, and everyone's like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, like you she, were just like tied down. Yeah, to the but now you're showing up in the middle of this weird Halloween party. <laughs> um, the rules seem muddled. I mean, you know. Okay, I just want to say this when she's the when she's the Stepford wife. She pours this syrup, and it's the worst syrup pour in cinema <laughs> history. I was like, I was like, what are you doing with 
I'm a little, I'm a little no confused. Pours, you're clearly haunted because no one would pour syrup like that. Your criticism is based on a Did thing. you seriously have a problem with the way she poured you syrup? Know what? That's what I'm saying. This album, you're like, you're like, wait. She poured syrup weird, so fuck this movie. No, but it's, it's... I mean, I feel like that was, like, the cherry on top. Well, it was the cherry on top, to be sure. She, like, yells at the baby, but then she, like, goes... Well, she, fuck babies, so... Alright, I, I don't mean uh, fuck no babies. No podcast is yeah. super kid-friendly, but... I don't mean <laughs> fuck babies. I mean, like, they're <laughs> awful. <laughs> 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 I'm moving along. She, she goes to the... Remember she has the weird thing with the bathroom? Excuse me. She goes to the weird thing with the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And she like, and then she like leaves the the, the kid in there, and it's it's such a contrived sequence. And you're like, why would you leave your baby with the bath, the hot water running? I I just I don't. That know. bugged me too. Yeah, I mean the film just didn't work for me. You know, the other thing I want to say is struggle to find anything to do. Well, with and it, well, it comes back to at a certain point, it comes back to particularly that last. Moment, the last sequence with the weird Halloween party. Um, the, That's so dumb. Yeah, she. They put the baby in jeopardy, and just like the Hallow, when you put the baby in jeopardy, I just I feel like you've run out of run out of ideas. Except the Hallow is awesome. I did like the Hallow. I know you guys did, but you and I, you you guys and I fundamentally disagree about that movie. And the the other thing is, is again, I just think it's cheap. I think it's cheap when you put the baby in jeopardy. I just find it's something more movie. clever or interesting to do with the film. Okay. Did you? Would you say that you liked Prevenge more than Stillborn? Is this even a question? I mean, Prevenge, Prevenge is, is a much movie. better. It's great. Revenge is pretty, pretty yeah, dead I mean, on. Yeah, that's like in the film. upper echelons of films that we've ever reviewed on this podcast. Period. Wow. Wow. Holy shit! I didn't realize they they had that. No, I really liked high, it too. High because, regards. Yeah, I didn't like because it because it's so well directed and yeah. well written and subtle. Also and available on Shutter. Yes, this is true. Well, it is, and and but my point is, is that to to compare that movie to this movie, which I just I think it's too bad because I don't necessarily feel like. This movie had to be as as problematic as it was. I feel like there was the potential for a decent movie. I mean, the setup itself is something that I feel like, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of times. So I feel like if you're going to do this movie, you should have a new take on it. You should have something interesting to say about this particular, you know, the, the, the new mom, the baby in Jeopardy. I mean, these are not... These are not unusual things. But it seems like it's a new genre for me. I mean, like, as far as, you know, feminine positive horror movies go, this is like, oh, I, I mean, Prevenge. I don't get any of that out of this movie. No, I, 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 yeah, I didn't either. So, this movie has yeah. no, no thematic or, or political weight like that But But still, Russ Rant. Well, I, I, I love the, I love the Russ Rant. I think my, my favorite thing was that... Um, unfortunately, Patience said she, she ran out of time and didn't get to, to I did watch not. This movie. I did not. And all I thought was, God, you're so lucky. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You were like, oh my God, the, I'm, je- I'm kind of jealous you, you didn't have to watch the movie watch out of all of these that I think was definitely the weakest that we yeah. we had on this. Chris, Cox, it was. And honestly, the more you guys talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, you guys make a lot of good points. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make good points. I, I mean... I'm the one of our whole crew that tends to more like the ghost genre type stuff, the ghostly stuff. But uh, but but I'm like I have a weakness for them. Those are things that creep me out more than other things. If, if I and I'm just, more just forgiving. To slightly interrupt you. I just want to say 
That's the thing that scares me the most, usually, is ghosts. Okay. Yeah. And I think there are some moments here that are genuinely creepy, and I like the whole sort of the way it gets into this sort of mythic, like, folklore stuff. But you're right. It never really executes it well, and part of the problem is the fact that this main character is so irrational. And I also get that it's trying to go, like, this is a metaphor for postpartum depression and all that, yada, yada. And I don't have an access point for that. Having never personally given birth, it's still cross my fingers. Maybe someday, someday. but <laughs> you know, I'm still trying. Um, I, maybe I'm not fertile. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I, I didn't think this is terrible. It's just, I expect better from shutter exclusives than this. I was kind of like, this is feels more like a better than average Netflix horror, which is to say not great because Netflix isn't ter- terrific at picking the horror films it wants to do every once in a while. It like you know, it, it it's that whole random like like you throw a dart at a board blindfolded every once in a while you're gonna actually hit the board, but still. It's just okay. We, I mean, I think we tend to expect a little bit more from Shutter exclusives than we do from Netflix. And, and I feel like I didn't it. get anything that was, especially for an, like you know, I, I I expect maybe a little more variance on Shutter when it's like a non English speaking movie where it's like I'm really curious to see what other countries like Indonesia or what have you are doing with horror, and I'm like, okay, I don't expect this to be super top notch always. It's fascinating to see what's going on with these countries that are just getting their genre started. This is an American film, and I was like, okay. It just it just didn't have enough to say. It didn't have enough to sort of justify what it was trying to do. I, You know, it's... It has some genuinely interesting moments in it, well, but I they don't honestly, add up to I anything. Agree, like, I think it genuinely had a couple of creepy moments. I just wish there was better dialogue, better characters... Better direction. I mean, yeah. Better everything. But uh, our last film is one that I uh, added last minute here, literally today when we started recording, because I realized we had all seen it. And in fact, I had been emailed over and over again by fans. Aren't you guys going to talk about this? And I'm so pleased that everyone was like, fine, let's do it, because we do all want to talk about that. And that is arguably the best film of this two-part series that we're going to talk about, which is Revenge, a uh, 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 2017 in festivals, but just came out this year widely, a rape and revenge action horror film. Now, wait, I know all you guys out there are like, I don't want to see a rape fucking horror film. Fuck you. This is the one of the most feminist horror films ever made, like probably across the board. And it is a visually brilliant kind of like stand on its own film that people will be comparing things to in the future. Does anybody want to read the description? Uh, I want to go last on this one. So. Oh, uh, did, I, I, did I do it? Am I doing it? It's in front of me, so I guess I'll read it. All right. The Summer's Isations. A young woman. How did you get this on? I just told you guys like today. How is this on the list? Just, can, you just, right. can you just can you just read on. it in your uh, your radio voice? Your best radio oh, voice. Best yeah. A young woman on vacation in a remote. It says Ramore, but I don't know. A remote location <laughs> is assaulted and left for dead by her boyfriend and his game hunting friends in the desert. But when she barely survives. 
she begins to hunt them instead. He made eye contact with us right now, just okay. so you guys know. Yeah, just to make eye contact, especially. That was beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I want to go last. Chris was, Chris yeah. was starting in on this. He was, he's, uh, I think this is kind of a new masterpiece, quite frankly. It really is the thing that is going to, from now forward, define this discussion on a rape revenge horror film, of which there have been many. Like many of which are problematic to say the least. Last house on the left. I spit on your grave. What have you? Um, Reverse, irreversible. Irreversible. Uh, um, this film is refutes the male gaze as opposed to telling it through it until the point where it wants to. It even with the rape sequences does its best to turn away from it and say, "You just need to know this happens." We are not going to engage in any sort of uh, salubriousness about it. We are not going to get into in any way this being a turn on to watch this happening, which is good because it should never be. What you have is an incredibly strong performance from uh, Matilda Lutz, who is a, a German actress who is like, I mean, like straight up. One of the sexiest women I've seen in a film in a long time. It comes in playing someone you expect when this film starts to knowing that it is a rape revenge film to be falling more into the old school. Oh, like the male gaze. Like, yeah, she's so hot. We can't, you know, like there's going to be you're selling this to people like, oh, I want to see this girl get raped. Not me, but you feel like the movie is going to sell this. This is not that movie at all. This movie has got so much fascinating things to say under the surface here. Just that, oh my God, the moment when like she is quote unquote killed and falls onto a spike and in the Christ mode, I was just like that shot. I was just like, okay, movie, I'm with you a thousand percent. Where are you going to go from here? There are so many under the surface things. There's so many subtext things here to just delve into get into like like little subtle things like there's a thing with her uh kind of accidentally getting a brand of uh, by healing her wound from a beer can that is called phoenix beer where it's like she gets the image of a phoenix like dead and rising again from the flames where she literally does that there there's just so many moments like that that are so beautiful here they're, they're like gore hounds, holy shit, you guys are going to be happy. Oh my god, this thing is like so many gallons of blood. They literally ran out of blood and had to call for more blood to come in when they were making this film. They're like, we have to stop production because we ran out of blood. If there was a thing about this movie that I would say it's not realistic, it's like nobody has that much blood in them <laughs> as there is in the third act of this film. Nobody has that much blood. But at that point, you're realizing you are kind of watching an abstract horror film on some level. You're watching a film that's more about, like, ideas in some level and images than it is about trying to be realistic. It's fun. It moves super fast. It's watching about a bunch of fucking toxic male douchebags get their own... It's watching a really strong female character be incredibly engaging on screen. And and I seriously hope that Matilda moves on to much bigger things because she's great in this. I love this movie. 
Uh, yeah. Um, so I was going to say, uh, uh, this, this movie, look, uh, sexual violence in movies, um, is just something I, I loathe on screen. Uh, it's just, it's like, I hate it. It's like my least favorite thing to watch. Um, and I feel like it's so overused. It's so played out as a plot point or a character point. Um, there are actually now like websites and articles chronicling it um, as, as sort of this pervasive uh, pattern. Um, I'm not saying to ignore it or, or not depict it. Um, obviously something we can't ignore, but you know, it's badly handled in most movies and, um, and when it's, even when it's well handled, I, I can barely uh, see it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I often have that same problem. Um, so this movie does probably as good a, just to get to that one point because it's, you know, the whole movie hinges on it. This movie, for, for me, did as well as it could with that particular thing um, as it could do. And obviously, I was, I was very skeptical. Um, I didn't want to watch it for those reasons, but I really liked the movie. I thought it was really well handled. It's, you know, it's a slick version of a 70s exploitation film. Um, it's something else. So uh, You say slick. I want to say really well thought out artistic version. Of Modernized. But, sure. But but I, I, I when I say slick, I guess I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. I, I thought... That, I assumed you did. I mean, it's it's so fucking well directed. Um, I... You know, I'm, I, I, I gotta say about this director, um, how, how is she not on everyone's list to direct fucking right? everything? Yeah. I don't understand why this person isn't shot to the top of why, I, I don't know what she's gonna do next or if, if Hollywood already kind of has their eye on her. Um, she's like David Fincher, Ridley Scott good, like just that level of good. Um, so I... On that level, I just I can't recommend the movie enough. As, as I said, my favorite kind of movie, movie with a capital M. Um, I think that's it. The, the actors are great. You know, the script is really nuanced. It um, really it, is. Well, it tries to humanize the the bad guys. You know, the the one the, the one really bad guy in particular. He he feels remorse, or at least excuse me, some sort of regret. You know, at, at his actions. Yeah, Kevin um, Jansen's. Who's it, been in a lot of things. Well, what's great, because they don't spend a lot of time on it, but it's it's something that I think a, another less uh, uh, well-thought-out movie would have done. Um, and by the way, you still don't care. You still really want them to get theirs. Like, uh, on the same note, the lead is fantastic. Same thing. Why is she not on everybody's list to be in movies. She's great. She should be a major star she's after this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, every yeah, shot... Yeah, I don't understand how often she's had Birds cut. of Prey or something. Yeah. Right, and the score is great. Um, I, I, I really can't say enough about this movie. Um, yeah, again, my reservations aside, and, you know, something that is normally an incredibly tough watch for me, you know... Went over really well. It's it's a it's a really um, it's a really phenomenal movie. So it's the yeah. thing is like that discomfort of shit, rape revenge film. Fuck, these are always tough. This one you come out of going. There's no question that this is a feminist version of this, which I, I'm not sure there's ever been one before. Well, this this is. I mean, just on a movie level, it's it's got to be worth you know your time. Bob. Uh, yeah, I was with these guys. I, I was really reluctant to see this movie. I'd seen the trailer, and I was, I was very impressed by the way it looked, but uh, the subject matter is 
that kind of stuff uh, is really upsetting for me. I just don't really like watching it. Um, this movie still has uh, assault in it, although it's mostly off-camera. Um, I think what is smart is what the movie focuses on is her, rather than this sort of uh, awful violence, is more the guy's uh, kind of grotesque entitlement to what he feels he should get, and they really focus that on the scene, and then after that is sort of, you know, an extension of that. Um, so I was impressed by that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think that her reaction, you know, is they don't, we really don't get to spend a lot of time with her processing what's happening because the movie immediately kicks into them, uh, her trying to escape yeah. them, um, which I think is probably the best way to handle it because, uh, as with something like Reservoir Dogs, I remember like, it's always this thing where people talk about when he cuts off his ear and I, and I remember that what was really upsetting Reservoir Dogs is not him cutting off the ear. That doesn't even happen on camera. What's upsetting is afterwards where um, the cop asked Mr. White, how do I look? Like that guy, he cut off my ear, how do I look? And I remember like everybody who watched that movie the first time, I don't even think they realized that's where you're really upset. And so I think this movie does a good job and it doesn't really spend a lot of time processing her grief, which I think helps the movie's action stuff kind of get started. Um, but it certainly was something I was aware of that I was like, I don't think they can really wallow in this. And I, you know, it's, it's a, I, I, you know, how someone wants to process that is on their own. But in, in this case, because I think they now have up the stakes that these guys realize she is a liability and they need to kill her, um, was pretty, uh, pretty int- was a good way to sort of handle it, I think, and, and I think get around the awfulness of the rape and, and that level of like where the boyfriend at first is presented as like, very reasonable. He is not a toxic guy. He's like actually very polite. Well, we very... know he's cheating on his family, so you know he's kind of a douchebag already. And you, you have that. But dis- you don't think he's this person who's going to try and kill her. Yes. I think what you're focused on is the bad guys are these guys that have shown up there, and then you realize like, oh, he's the worst. And yeah. um, uh, I think the movie uh, launches into her um, sort of hero's journey where she's thrown off this cliff and then impaled in this, you know, uh, crucifixion imagery. And then the movie moves in this hallucinatory superhero transformation, which is really cool. The movie, in some sense, moves beyond um, realism in any way, where she survives, you know, she gets herself off the branch, and then she, like, you know, by setting the tree on fire, and then, um, you know, she she takes all the uh, drugs that they had given her earlier to survive the, to survive the, uh, uh, pain of the wound, and then they have this amazing. I remember I just heard Russ go, "Oh, it's fucking cool." Where <laughs> she she looks from where the the beer can had a uh, what's the word on the wound? The uh, phoenix. Uh, the phoenix. Yeah, but yeah. no, but Russ went to um, cauterize when yeah, she cauterized the yeah. wound, and she looks down, and it's now the phoenix is on her like a tattoo. Yeah, and I remember goes, "Oh, that's fucking cool." Yeah, and uh, it really was. It was so cool, and um, but I realized like, oh, this is what the movie's going for, and and. Um, and then she chases him, and to a certain extent, I guess you could say, like, oh, well, now she's seen as adept at weapons or tracking them, but it's not anything out of the realm of possibility, even though the movie is now starting to move into a more fantastical uh, action movie vein. Um, I was uh, uh, genuinely um, genuinely uh, blown away by the, by the last part where she takes out the bad guys. It's really exciting. They're, uh, they're interesting because we stay with them a lot, too, and 
while they aren't, I don't think the movie ever lets them off the hook, they're at least interesting to stay with. They're not these sort of awful, disgusting douchebags. I mean, they are, but in a sense, like, they're more interesting as characters, sort of their reaction to what's going on. And also, as she starts to get the upper hand, their reaction, um, the, uh, the look of the movie is awesome. It's like this saturated contrast with, like, this sort of burnt sun look or whatever. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, the movie kind is, of stunning. Yeah, the movie is one of the best photographed movies of the year. I mean, take away everything else, it's worth seeing, like, just cinematographically. Like, it's just amazing. Um, you know, There's just, these uh, shots with her earrings where there are stars that just reflect in the light oh, yeah, that are yeah, just yeah, so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. and then they have this great thing where... Um, like, uh, the blood drops on the ants in close-up. Yeah, like that. that's beautiful. Constant, um, uh, you know. And, but I think the other thing about the movie that I, I think we've said, but I just want to emphasize, it's an action movie. It's really exciting to watch this fucking movie. It doesn't drag ever. Like, I was stunned how funny. I mean, but I mean, even from the beginning. Right. It starts with this, and again, another image, this, like, this image of the guy, and it pulls back to her, and she looks kind of like the uh, Lolita from... Kubrick's poster. She's like sucking on a lollipop with these like big bright sunglasses. It's just a fantastic, and the whole movie's just. Oh amazing. yeah. The house they're in is like in this remote desert location. It's um, like the, the Grand Canyon. Really uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and, gorgeous. Um, just consistently, the movie uh, is you know exceeds any expectations I had for it. Um, so overall, like I, you know. Even if you have, even if I think that you know there's there is some upsetting material to the movie, um, I do think it, it's it sidesteps that in a really interesting way. Uh, hope I think probably definitely you know this goes to show that you know got to get more females behind the camera. Oh, absolutely, yeah. fucking kill it, please. And uh, I think as as we were saying, like I think that oh, shout out to the climax, which I was not sure how they were going to do. They come back to the house and like oh we're just back at the house. It's really cool. Tons of blood and this like really great geography. It's what actually works for it is that the movie's been so open and now they're in this confined space fighting each other in this small area and it's a loop. And that was something I hadn't quite it's, seen before. It's almost gotten to that point where it feels like you're questioning in the second half of the film how much is even real anymore in the viewpoint of the main character because yeah, she's taking peyote. She's like everything is gets amps up the extreme to where, like I said, like, I always reminded of the Shakespeare quote of, like, who knew the old man had so much blood in him? There's, like, a point, like, the final chase around the house is, like, Jesus Christ. Well, it's obviously extreme, <laughs> but it's really neat. And, uh, yeah. again, visually and uh, and uh, uh, kinetically staged. So, um, you know, overall, this movie's, uh, I thought it was a, a knockout. Like, I just, I mean, like, I, I remember just, we had to watch it we, we started on it, and then we had to finish it later, I think. We only got to watch it. We didn't get to watch it. And I remember thinking, like, I couldn't wait to get back and watch the second half. I say the director specifically has called out Wild at Heart, Drive, Under the Skin, and Cronenberg's cinema, uh, films as her major influence right, to but, make this Right, but she's film. cooked up a culture of stuff that doesn't feel like any of those. No, it does so, not. Uh, it does not. Yeah, and I, I honestly, like, like you guys were saying, like, I can't believe she and... This um, the actress, lead actress, are not on the top of everybody's list for everything. Uh, also, only four people in the movie. Oh no, five with the helicopter. There's right. yeah, there. I mean, He's there's barely there, but 
barely there. Right, so the patient who's dying to talk about this. Um, I am so conflicted about this movie. I mean, I ultimately, as a horror film lover, I I liked this film very very much. Um, it, I kind of think of it as the rapey version of Surviving the Game. I don't know if and you guys <laughs> because I fucking love this. Shut the hell up! I do hey, not. Hey, I'm telling you, it's awesome. Keep doing it. <laughs> Thank Keep you. Doing it. Uh, with Ice T and Gary Busey and Rucker, yes, Rucker Howard. Anyway, okay. hey, this is the rapey version. This is the female centric version of Surviving the Game. Um, and, and a little bit. I think that this movie is very stylized. And I liked that a lot. Again, uh, we just talked about her earrings. Yeah. And then there's like these, these parts where she's like motorcycling. Well, not motorcycling. But she's like dune bugging through the desert, and and then there's these parts where she's in the cave where she you know cheats herself after eating peyote. I mean, it's a really gorgeous movie. This is a really beautiful, beautiful movie. I wasn't sure what was more disgusting at one part was her getting raped or the dude eating candy while watching her getting raped. Yeah, yeah, they go out of their way to make that a little... It's it's fucking... Yeah, it was... And then he turns on F1... And then you're just like, uh, I think we all agree, dudes suck. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is definitely not a man-friendly movie. No, um, but which, in the way that men should watch and go, y'all suck. Yeah, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, I wasn't particularly keen on the way that this director. And I don't know if she's a female, but th- I mean, as our main character, and this is something that's probably super stupid that everyone's going to yell at me for in our comment section because I'm a female, blah, blah, blah. How dare I have a vagina and an opinion about a horror film? But one of the. I can have a vagina or an opinion. You can either have one. Pick now. Shit. Damn it. But I noticed that as our main character, our female character evolved throughout the movie, her hair became less blonde, she became more dirty, and she came became less pretty. So she starts off as, as like the super glam. She's sucking on a lollipop when she gets off the fucking like helicopter. Her nails are done. Her hair is beautiful. And then by the end of the fucking story, her hair is black for no reason whatsoever. By the way, because she- yes, no, 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 no. She's crap. been in, she's been in a lot of water. Like that shit's like that. No, the no. First, and then afterwards, she's in the desert chasing the other guy uh, with the dust and stuff. There's there's no reason for that. No, finish, finish. There's no reason. Her her like her nails are chipped and cracked. So it's like okay, you can't be feminine and be like a strong person at the same she time. Still seems pretty hot at the end. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I feel like she's. <laughs> Regardless of hair color or chip nails, I was like, "You're still hot." But, um, yeah, so, but that's. So, so go ahead, so go ahead. I mean, that's. I mean, that's not necessarily a, the the point of, uh, Wait, that I'm so trying to get you, at. But are you saying? I mean, more than just the physical. 
are you saying there was a sense that she became I, I, masculine? I mean, beyond just the physical. I, I no, I feel like that she couldn't be hot and be strong at the same time. At the end, I felt like the, those two were contradictory. Can, can, can I offer a, a, a absolutely point? Absolutely. That, I feel like that was one of the things I liked about the movie because I feel like you get that in some of these more cartoonish movies where they're super feminine, they're wearing the tiny outfit, and they're hot and kick-ass. Like, to me, that's the more ridiculous thing, whereas with this, she had been out in the desert and had been almost killed and all that stuff, but she came back and she, you know, she, you know, she obviously was not as polished as she was when she got off the helicopter, but she was able to kick ass and take names. I mean, her end scene was in a tiny pair of shorts and a sports bra. Yeah, no. I mean, like, if if you wanted to, like, really portray a woman, she's going to have clothes on when she creeps up on you with a fucking assault weapon. No, I'll she was... I remember that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you saw her end outfit. It was kind of stupid. Like, no woman is going to be wearing a tiny little sports bra and a pair of, like, you know, like, tiny little butt hammock shorts and but that is what she went into it. With. No, that's not at all. She ended up with that outfit eventually. Like they evolved her eventually into that outfit. That was not something that she. Well, I mean, well, I mean, just just quickly, and I mean, I know it's just speculative, but I mean, what what would have worked more for you in that aspect? A pair of jeans and a t-shirt. I mean, that's what a real woman's gonna wear. You're, you're saying agree, so, so? Maybe it would have worked better for you if. If maybe from from like the guys when she killed them, she took some of their clothes. Well, I mean, she was. I mean, it, I mean, she was treated like a sub- sex object from the very beginning to the very end. The I mean, what she was portrayed as wearing, the way that I mean, yeah, she was a strong woman in the end, but she's still being. I, I, I certainly. Was she's aware. still in hooker clothes. You know what I mean? Right, I was very aware of how attractive she was and how tiny her clothes were. Yeah, I, I was never not aware of that throughout the movie. It was very hard to not be. Aware. But that. it's not like she had an opportunity along the length of it to go like like there was no montage of like you know what I'm gonna go to the she she actually was she was on. back in the house at one point yeah she, but she didn't go she's back in the house she didn't go you know what maybe I should well, put something more honestly the, the first thing that I'm going to think about first of all she has no shoes on the first thing that I'm going to think about if I'm going to stalk people that are trying to kill me is on? I want to put on fucking clothes uh, and a pair of fucking comfortable shoes well, I mean that guy but when it happens that guy is right on the tail there's no, no moment to relax no. and consider no to, to Patience's point, I understand that it's like uh, it's like Jerry Seinfeld once say uh, uh, said, uh, "No pants is beaten by pants every single time." And so I, I do see Patience's point that that if you were out in the desert and this was going on, like I said, like maybe you would take that guy's jacket and that guy's. Pants I agree with his, that. His con- and his fucking yeah. combat boots. Yeah. Or at least his yeah. Or at least his jacket yeah, and cover you just yourself go, like. Why didn't you take that guy's shit? Agree. Well, I just I feel like I, thought I that think that in every movie yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. Like when people leave guns or boots or like jackets or like. Did you hate like, those I things? Would, I would say I would rate every action movie ever game. made. Yeah. Where they're like, we're going to this complex filled with guys. We've just killed forty of them. Oh shit! I ran out of ammo. Yeah. And you're like. 
Well, you know, there's a trail of guns and ammo behind you. I mean, even from a practical sense, you think you take that guy's cargo pants, that's more places to put knives and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I just felt like even though this movie is directed by a female and it's supposed to be, like, really super feminist and female forward, I felt that it still was exploitive. And I felt like that... I think that that's definitely a factor of the movie. I think she's very aware of that. And in some ways, I was conflicted by the movie because I was like... I don't know how I feel about this super attractive woman, like, being a badass in these, like, tiny shorts. Like, it was not I thought distracting. That, like, I thought that how same thing. Yeah. sexually attractive she is throughout the movie. When she could have easily be covered up. And if she had been covered up, I felt but, like it would I have been a... it's very intentional that she looks like that throughout the movie. But there, so. yeah, there's a lot of feminists who argue, why does she have to not? Because be it's about that. survival, and we don't... I mean, it's just common the sense. The way I looked at it, and the way I, the way I felt the movie thematically justified her sort of ridiculous outfit was... It's like her superhero outfit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I felt like, you know, she's not dressed like anyone else. But I I get the thing that there was no doubt. Like, watch the movie. That's why I know he's like, it's a fantasy movie. And I was like, I know, but it was hard not to look at She's also that, that point of, like, where it felt like they were trying to say, my sexuality is one of my strengths. And there there's nothing wrong with that. And that's definitely true. But let's be realistic. Like, you're not going to be fucking stalking three dudes in the desert without shoes on, wearing <laughs> butt true. shorts and, a and like, a fucking... Like, I, I uh, think that the, that the last half of the movie is not particularly realistic. I mean, she spent 30 minutes of the film looking for a quality shoe store, and she couldn't find one, so she just... I mean, she... Up, I, mean, there, I mean, there are ways. We've seen other movies that were better that, that overcame that disparity. But also, at the same time... Like, as as the movie goes on, she goes from being a blonde to a fucking brunette to, you know, to having black hair. Yes, I get it. She's dealing with a lot of darkness and, and dirt. Like and, but she, she, I mean, the, the, the more, sm- the smarter she gets, the darker her hair gets. <laughs> and I was kind of a, I mean, I'm not a blonde, but I was a little bit offended but by no, that. There was a scene where she left the sign on the guy and says, now I have a packet of hair dye. <laughs> so, but, but Sorry, patience, you felt like if so. In other words, that lack of reality, as as far as just something as silly as her hair, that took you out of the movie. Well, I felt like this movie was purporting itself as being a feminist take on a horror film where it's like you know female empowerment and i did not think that it it, it achieved that quality well, status okay so and but i, you I still don't really disagree like. with you that i don't think it's it's a complete feminist masterpiece in any way but my question is do you think it achieved that uh, at least to a certain extent no, I I felt like it completely catered to the male gaze, one hundred percent. Okay, and uh, I'm not saying that I didn't I didn't like the movie. I did like the movie. I didn't like it as much I, as I think you guys liked it. Yeah. I mean, she had a s- nice ass. <laughs> she really, I really feel like did. I'm not allowed to agree with that. <laughs> I, her, I mean, I no, do. As an actress, her butt was technically beautiful. Um, but I didn't... Bang. But I did not... <laughs> 
But but, but Fasion, you felt but like, I did not you think felt like the movie was a good watch. Correct. And obviously you I, I think you I think you agree this as far as technically and all that stuff, but you didn't feel as as far as the feminist aspect Correct. Yeah, I agree 100% with exactly what you just said. As far as a a horror film goes, or I don't even know if I would call it a horror film. Yeah, you know, thriller, you know, thriller, psychological, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like stalkery type movie. No, I liked it. I thought it was stylistically beautiful. I love the fact that she overcame all of the obstacles. I just don't agree with the way that they portrayed her as a woman. And then you're going to turn around and tell me this is a feminist movie. It's not. Alright, so our four films of this uh, series was Tragedy Girls, Cold Hill, Stillborn, and Revenge. Let's hear your ra- rankings. Rob, Summers. Uh, wait, okay, so... Tragedy Girls, Cold Hill, Stillborn, Revenge. Oh, Revenge, Tragedy Girls, uh, uh, Cold Hell, and then uh, Death on Stillborn. <laughs> Russ? Uh, can I rank it lower? I know <laughs> that's all the exact, exact, exact. <laughs> patience. Um, I'm gonna go with Tragedy Girls, Revenge, uh, Cold Hell, and Stillborn. I'm going with the Summers Brothers estimation there. Uh, Revenge uh, first. Revenge, you know what's Tragedy cool? Girls, um, Cold Hell. All four Stillborn. of these movies, female centric protagonists. Yeah. Right? Yep. I love you guys more so of that much. Shit, man. More <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I want to. I, I think there's. You know, I as a horror fan, I want to see more opinions. I want to see more crazy stuff. Like, uh, I go to Fantastic Fest because I love the fact that they explore things from all over the world. Different ideas of horror. I want to see more female-led actress, writer, director, produced. I want to see more of that because it's something new. It's a new aspect of... It's a new anal- analysis of things. I want horror to continue to be interesting and one of the ways you do that is by new viewpoints. I actually disagree 100%. I would like to keep the old guard, you know, just all dudes, um, you know, just white dudes making white white dude movies. Yep, that's exactly what I want all all day, every day. And on that note, shut the fuck up, patient. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the end of this episode of Deliberations of Doom. We'll be back very shortly with with our complete, well, not complete, review of all the Halloween Can we films. call it our Halloween episode? Our Halloween episode. Our Halloween episode about Halloween sequels. Yeah, we're going to take all of the Halloween films and go through them. Uh, for, I thought we were just going to watch Hocus Pocus like eight times. No? Yeah, that's next. That's next. We're just going to do like, we're going to do eight different reviews of Hocus Pocus. Oh, oh, oh my God, kill me now.